Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. For those of you who like true crime, we got a special guest for you. Naima Holmes, she is the president of Hot Snakes Media. It's the award-winning production company behind my True Crime Story that airs on VH1. The first uh, the uh, season just started earlier this month, hosted by Remy Ma. And she's also produced The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, Breaking Amish, Deaf You, and The Garden, Commune or Cult. Welcome to Reality Check, Naima. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My voice is a little gone. We're at a conference, reality oh, conference. Hey, listen, I get it. That well, that that in itself sounds interesting. A reality conference. What do you guys talk yes. about there? Reality TV and all the various shows. All the various shows, all the various networks, and what's next? And yeah, it's wow. been going on for just like ten years. I've been going to this. Ooh, well, what can you tell us about what's next on reality shows? We actually talked to uh, Tamika Foster Raymond, who is uh, coming uh, to WeTV with Bold and Bougie. Uh, uh, yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. But we're here to talk about you. So uh, yes. tell us how you got into the world of reality and particularly true crime, because I think that's really fascinating. That there's an African-American woman behind the scenes on true crime. Yeah, I mean, that's a long story as well, how I got into reality TV. As many of us, it's not like what we picked. It's it's kind of where we ended up and where we ended up loving to. Right. But I, I grew up in New York. I went to school at NYU for screenwriting, Tish, screenwriting. So I wanted to get into scripted. I moved to L.A. in like 07, 08 during the first writer's strike. And it was like, oh, we're on strike. What do we do? And I interviewed a few places and landed at the company that did MasterChef, Biggest Loser, and was straight, they sent me straight into the field. And also pitching. They sent me into this world of like, here's an idea. Make it great. Pitch it to a network. Execute it. Go get it done. So I learned like by trial and error. I literally just landed here in LA in a time where reality was taking off and booming with some people who we call the old school regime and trial by fire like into the, into the pit. So I interviewed people, pitched the shows, sold them, and then went and, went and made them. I spent my time, I cut my teeth, as they say, in the field. So in the field is when you're with the the subjects one-on-one, asking them their most intimate personal details and getting them to trust you and the camera. Um, and that goes into true crime, like in Hot Snakes and our philosophy in general. Like we embed, we we live with the people. We don't figure out, like including the audience, oh, what do they want? Let's sit at a desk, behind a desk, and think about what people want to watch. We go to where people are and we talk to them both to get them to be on camera and also to get them to enjoy our shows. Like it's understanding your, your audience, your subject, eating with them, breaking bread with them, living in the case of car- the cult show that she referenced, we lived with them. Like I brought my four-year-old daughter to hang out with them. So how we get into true crime is by not looking at the subjects as like, Oh, this is a cool story. It's by living and embedding and befriending them. And therefore the layers kind of unfold. And that's reality TV. It's, it's kind of like meeting people where they're at and creating something entertaining from that moment. A lot of people think reality TV is scripted or fake and all of that. We do the exact opposite. We, the truth is much stranger than fiction. And the more you get to know people, that is, that's why I'm no longer in scripted by choice. Because getting to know people and sitting there and talking, I'm like, this is super fascinating. Your whole life, this is amazing. Um, yeah. 
And that's how I left the scripted world and found myself permanently and by choice in the unscripted world is because I couldn't write this stuff. And the more that I like got to know people, the microcosm that is America and the world, it's way more fascinating than anything that I could come up with in my mind. And uh, telling those stories, I think, is really important and cool and entertaining. So, yeah. The thing about true crime, though, it's super popular. It obviously is money making. But one of the things that I (laughs) find a little off putting about it is that it seems like it it focuses on the perpetrators as opposed to the victims. So the perpetrators, they're still here despite the heinous things some of them have Mm -hmm. done. And we get to find out more about them and whatever twisted their brain. Mm -hmm. But the victims are are kind of by the wayside. How do you how do you address that in terms of what you do? We have to think about why that is and why people, the people, and ironically, like in true crime, it's a large female audience mm. over indexes with females like 30 to 40 and plus older. And I think, I, I think there's this kind of like, well, there's some kind of red flags a lot of women watch for. They're like, oh, and also you can play along to, to find out when they get caught. So there's a little bit of play along. But I don't know, because women are also the victims of most of these things. So why do we like watching the perpetrator and like figuring out, oh, yeah, that was him. I I knew that. I, I, I think it's that fact that most of the audience consumes that and they're fascinated by the perpetrators. And we have to think of ourselves as the audience. Females, why is that? Because that's the reason why you're seeing that on TV. It's not our choice. We're not like, yes, let's do only only perpetrator tv it's the audience consuming that and being fascinated by how that how that guy girl whatever ended up being that villain and what are the twists and turns and a little bit of like fascination in um psychology like what makes a twisted individual and that's just i think it's our wanting to understand the perpetrator and how could this happen right like what what did we miss what are the red flags what are the warning signs? Um, but yeah, it's it's true. I don't feel, and I think that there's some shows that do focus on both, like, and that's the 360, and that's what we like to do, like to cover the whole story and all the layers, the victims and also the perpetrators, the family members included. But I do think the reason why there's an oversaturation focusing on perpetrators is there's a fascination with how did we get here. Well, the fact that you the fact that you have embedded with some of these folks, what have you learned from them about why it is that they do what they do, or is it just depending on the individual? Of course, it depends on the individual, and there's like cycles of violence and trauma, and there's a psychology to that, and um, that's the fascinating part when you unpack the layers and the onions. And our favorite thing is like it's like Natalia Grace, which you referenced, even with some of Remy Ma's. the Remy Ma talent, there's an unreliable narrator part mm-hmm, of it too. Mm-hmm. And there's like, are you telling me the truth? Like what's going on? And you go on this ride where you're, there's the, there's the story as its surface. And then as you unpack it and unpack it some more, it's like, but wait, and it, that's not quite true. That doesn't line up. And it, so by embedding what we actually get to without doing this boots on the ground investigation, we're going to get a criminal is the truth. Because the truth is never really what you are presented with by the perpetrator. It's it's all kinds of other twists and turns. And with Natalia Grace and Remy Ma, there's no real there's no death. Like it's not like they're murderers. There's different kind of crimes. There's scams and and is this the truth and where is the truth is part of that whole game for Natalia Grace. 
and with Remima and them, it's it was interesting to hear how they went, how the rap, how they went down this rabbit hole. Because they like a lot of these people didn't start like that. They took like one wrong. It's like choose your choose your path, like in a storybook, and they chose this path, that path, and it led them to some wild kind of experiences that they then made them a better person in the end. Um, so like we don't do those kinds of true crimes. We don't do the straight up like, okay, there was a killer, there's a murderer, and isn't that dark? We do more stranger than fiction, like, can you believe this happened? Right. Or like this happened to your average person in the case of my true crime show with Remy. Like, and how did she get here? Like what got us to this point? And yeah, there's a part of it that's like heyday, they're making a lot of money, they're living their best lives and then they crash and burn. But what did they learn from that? And who are they now? So it's a more human kind of like, like more relatable true crime story. But in both, in all of those cases, they're always unreliable narrators, which is also really interesting. Well, yeah. And, it was, and, and, and you should explain for the curious case of Natalia Grace, since you worked on that, what that story is all about, because that is one of the more strange stories that I can think of yeah. uh, that has made uh, a public, uh, has become public knowledge. Yes, I mean, people should definitely watch it because it, it just keeps unfolding and unraveling and we get calls in the middle of the night like something else is happening with Natalia. But it started with like, it's tabloid story. There was a, a a dwarf, Natalia, who was adopted from the Ukraine and she was adopted by a family. And then the family started to think and have suspicions that she was actually an adult and they were duped and the adult was like trying to do things to them at night. Like they were very, then they got paranoid and suspicious of her. To the point where they actually decided she was an adult, had her re-aged and moved her out. And she, so then she was a child dwarf, supposedly. Is she a child or not? Is still a question. Living out on her own in an apartment. So then it becomes like, what's up with that family? And is that family telling us the truth? And what is their whole story? The family that adopted Natalia. And that family, the main guy, the husband is one of the most fascinating characters because he's 100% an unreliable narrator. So at first you start thinking, oh, you were duped. The dwarf is an adult and she's trying to kill you at night. And then you're like, but wait, this father is not quite right. And that's the kind of the gateway drug to the rest of the series. Yeah. So if you're dealing with all these unreliable narrators and, and did, 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 did we ever determine whether or not Natalia Grace is actually a, a, a child or not? The truth is somewhere in the middle. I think she was definitely re-aged a little bit, but she was possibly still a child. Yeah. Well, well, I guess you'll have to yeah. watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace because that is a fascinating story. Uh, but in terms of uh, my true crime story where you're dealing with scammers and folks like that, mm-hmm. have you, it, 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 when you're dealing with people, as you said, who are unreliable narrators, how do you know when they're telling the truth or not? Because some of these people have lived their whole life being deceptive. Yes, very much so. You become, and in most of reality, hold on, and what I do, you become their friend. You become their, that's why we get calls in the middle of the night like this is going on. Even from the people on Remy Machu Crime Show, they're like, what is my episode? They're still calling me and Desmond, the showrunner, like every other day. You become their confidant. You become their their friend. And then things start to slip. And like the mask or whatever, the lies, they start to trust. And you're in that circle of trust. So therefore you can question them mm-hmm. and they will answer and usually on camera um, and the hesitations, the kind of pauses, the rewriting of history, then you start to call them out for it in the nicest way. And they will tell you the truth. In the case of Natalia Grace, it keeps unfolding. 
for Remy Ma, we had only the interviews were done in one day or two day blocks. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of back research and befriending on the phone with our, with our producing team and getting, getting them to kind of be comfortable opening up because you just have that 48 hours for them to lay it all out. So there's a lot of back producing that goes into getting them to the point of trust. And sometimes in like season one, you would have to stop down the interview, have them have a break in the hotel and sleep it off to get back to that moment of trust. But yet it's, it's a lot of um, being on call 24 seven. A lot of times you have to give them a lot, a lot of yourself. You have to tell them stories about yourself. You have to sit there and be like, this is who I am so that they don't see you just as a producer with a camera team. But this sounds like it, it becomes all consuming. So how yes, do you, and, and, these, and, the, and these are people <laughs> yes. who have been charged with sometimes very serious crimes. So yes. how do you kind of keep a, a boundaries uh, between some of these folks? Because you don't know now if you, if you have been uh, now inserted into whatever their new scam <laughs> might be, if they haven't completely uh, rehabbed their bad habits or uh, yes. some of the things they've been doing <laughs> in the past. Yes, very much so. And that's true for true crime. That's true for the Amish. That's true for the cult show. Um, you have to slowly kind of like create a boundary at the same time that you're creating trust. So I don't answer every call. I redirect and we have layers of access. So like there's a showrunner, there's the field person. The showrunner is the person in the field 24 seven. There's the casting team. There's like usually under the showrunner, there's like a producer who's younger and she's cutting, she or he or cutting their teeth. So we pawn them off to them first. There's layers of checks and balances so that none of us are overworked or overtrained by the, the subject. Naima, is there anybody who you won't take? So if someone comes to you with a story or they outlay something that has happened, is there any kind of scammer or, and we're talking about uh, uh, the reality show that's on VHN, my true crime story, but is there, you know, are, are, are there, are, are there sort of guidelines to who you can profile and who yes. you can't? Yes. And so it's, it's, it's about, um, like redemption in a way where like you, you come through it on the other side and hopefully you're still not doing your things, even though sometimes it's hard for an old dog to learn new tricks, but it is about, um, we, in, in Remy Ma, my true crime story, there is not like a physical, we don't do people who have hurt or killed, maimed, period. It is, they're still victims, but it's not a, um, intense kind of crime. Usually it is scamming, bank robberies, kind of like mental hustles. Those are the ones because I, I think obviously there's a whole other channel, many other channels that do the, the bloody crimes. So it can't be that kind of, and drugs, we balance because we've got a lot of drug stories and it's like there's, we have a lot of debate about the drug stories. But the most important part after that is the is the redemption. And that's a big thing for VH1 and BET and the execs. It's like, so what did you learn from this? Like, we go on a ride with them. So their past, their story of how they got to the point of like crime is, is a big part of it. Their family life, their background, where they came from, that decision point. And then it also has to have like this high point. Like I'm like, we're like a scripted show. Oh my God, they're living this life. It's fabulous because of the crime. And then they get caught. But like the, the redemption part of it, like what the takeaway, whether you became a teacher, whether you're now helping people from the, in the inside, when you started a whole business and now you're a CEO, or you finally get to have your child that you and be a mom and you were never able to be. Like it has to have that point too. So there are people we won't take. There's a lot of people that haven't gotten to that point yet. 
Well, Naima, I, I, I have your next subject ready for you. Uh, the woman, yeah. Janet Yamanaka Mello, who is the woman who st- who is alleged, I got to say alleged, to have stolen $100 million from the U.S. Army. So if American Greed oh. does not get her first, then I think it should be that. you. Absolutely. <laughs> we will take that. I will make a note right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and Google that. That might be your next yeah. one. I don't, I don't know if she will show up in court, though, because uh, she has been uh, after allegedly stealing this hundred million dollars, she was actually left uh, to go on her way on her own recognizance. She was not, uh, there was no bail set and she is actually <laughs> able to retire with her full military benefits, if you can believe that. So I think- I love that. I think there's I a subject for you there, Naima. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that one. I, Absolutely. I <laughs> Naima Holmes of Hot Snakes. I love that title. Uh, and uh, you are the president of Hot Snakes Media. Yes. And the show is My True Crime Story. That is the current one on VH1 hosted by Remy Ma. The season started earlier this month and you can check out all the stories of the scammers and the unreliable narrators that Naima has been telling us about. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on Reality Check today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 